listening to Germantown Community Radio, 92.9 FM WGGTLP Philadelphia, and online at gtownradio.com. Cue the mic! We're back! Yeah, we're back. We've been very spotty, um, because, you know, it's quarantine, baby. Yeah. No one's normal right now. (laughs) Um, The doctor will be joining us shortly. She is delayed. Um, yes. She will be joining us shortly. 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 I. So, I <laughs> oh, go ahead. No, I was just. I was just gonna say. I'm so used to saying the doctor that I now like kind of have, sort of this Brooklyn accent that sort of continues. <laughs> Only um, when we're recording. Yep. Yep. So what's been up with you, Fox? What have you been up to? Um. I mean, working, working, doing work for this company. I've been doing work for and. We went to Wolf Sanctuary over the weekend and stayed there, and I got to just hang out in this cute little cottage and then go out and hang out with wolves for as long as I wanted to. It was great. Um, That's one of them, awesome. Yeah, That's they're so beautiful. Cool. One of them hung out with me for a little bit and like uh, howled, uh, sang with me. Aww. I think she was. I think she was alone. Alone pack, and then there was a pack of all white, almost all female, um, like five or six wolf pack, and like pure wolf they were so majestic and beautiful and they were so funny like they were they were just really mischievous and I just like sat down on the fence like on the wet ground um when they came over and they sat with me and they just sat with me and hung out with me for like an hour and a half (laughs) that is the coolest thing I'm so jealous yeah it's the wolf sanctuary of uh Lidditz PA I highly recommend it even if you don't stay they have like all kinds of cool stuff like they have like full moon nights where you can go and they'll have a bonfire and then you can hear the wolves howling at night and it is amazing the people that own it's amazing uh it's just super great so I highly recommend it so wait a minute um I'm I'm with us now the doctor is in the house you you are with wolves yes as in wolf wolf big scary wolves now they were actually really sweet some of them were kind of some of them are wolf dog hybrids. Like they have, re- they have full wolves, and they have rescues that people aren't supposed to own a wolf hybrid if it's like over, it's illegal in the states. It's over 30, 40, 50 percent wolf. And what do they look like? Wolves. Um. <laughs> I've heard that they're. I've heard that they're much bigger than we kind of normally expect them to be. Some of them were smaller and some of them were bigger. Although the smaller ones were, well, there was one that was a a hybrid. Um, they looked mostly wolf, and except for they had very dog-like behavior. You can tell because dog mixes will bark, and wolves will not. They're very silent. Oh. Um, they'll growl, obviously, if they get angry, but they don't bark. Um, but there was this one uh, hybrid. It's just a little tiny uh, black wolf, and I don't know what the hybrid uh, dog part was, but like... You ran up to her, and she just started wagging her tail really hard, putting her ears back. She looked like a puppy until she stopped, and she wasn't excited, and her ears would go up. It was so wild to see, because she, like, looked like a dog. And she kept bringing us, like, sticks, and, like, she came up the first day, and she had this blade of grass in her mouth, and she was just, like, showing us and just, like, wagging her tail. Like, you could tell she really wanted to be pet. It was a Oh, that's the cutest thing. My mouth is still wide open. My mouth is still wide open. They're such um, beautiful animals. They take in so many like injured or mistreated like wolf hybrids, and they either put them in another pack or they kind of like, you know, 
take care of them till they're ready to be. Yeah. So, um, I went for a walk last spring, I think, or could have been fall. I was in, um, Maniunk, Roxboro, kind of, I don't know, that would be north or east of Main Street. Um, I'm trying to think how we wandered down there, maybe from Ridge Avenue, and we kind of made our way down, and we went on this one street, and it looked like a cat. And my friend that I was with said, oh, my God, look at the cat. And just as she went to go pet him, I kind of walked past him, and I turned around, I'm like, Carolyn, that is no cat. I don't know what that is, but it is not the cat. The whole back of this animal was flat, and it was huge, like a huge, you know how big a man, a mancoon cat is? Um, um, yeah, I used to own, yeah. I used to own yeah. a, bunch, a bunch of mancoons. They're like the biggest cats that, yes. they're, I mean, they're the like the biggest of, cat breed. Yes, the back of it was just flat like it didn't look like a cat anymore um and it was just bizarre and as i said that she kind of pulled back some and it kind of followed us for a little bit so i'm thinking someone had an illegal something and it got out but it looked like it was injured because i think i saw a little bit of blood or something and you can tell that it was injured and that's why she went to go to it and i'm like that is not a cat i don't know what that is and then when you looked closer his ears didn't look like a cat his eyes like the whole face but from a distance you know, the size, small, um, fairy, you're like, oh, yeah, that's a cat. And you realize, yeah, no, that's not. Well, um, Maine, Maine Coons do have, so they have the, like, lynx tips, which are the the hairs, the hairs that are on the end of the ears that sort of jut out a bit more. So yeah. Cool. Um, they're also very fluffy. Yeah, um, they have fur between their paws. Yeah, I mean, and that's the yes. thing why we knew it wasn't because Carolyn used to own a mancoon, but I'm just saying it was that size, and it wasn't, and she was animal lover, huh. and I'm just like, that is not a cat. I don't know what that is, but it's not a cat. Is it like um, a raccoon or something? <laughs> like a, like... No, it was, it was, it was, it was big like a cat, but could have been like a small dog. Um... But yeah, when I looked at the back, I'm like, that is not a cat. I've never seen a cat that has such a flat back, like the bottom of his butt. There's no tail, and it's just flat across. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, bobcats have tails like that. Yes, yes. And that's what I'm thinking, going, he looks like he's friendly because he's injured, but you just need to be careful because um, he's injured. You touched him the wrong way. You just need to leave him alone. Uh-huh. Yeah, so we've we've gotten pretty far in and haven't introduced ourselves yet. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that. I was like, oh, it's fine. You know, I can always chop this yeah. up and move it around. Well, yeah. I did hear my name earlier. I did hear my name earlier. Yeah. So we we uh so this is cue the mic, uh, G Town Radio's LGBTQ plus talk show podcast. Um, I am. My name is uh, Griffin. I'm a co-host. I use they them pronouns. Um. And I did introduce the doctor earlier. If you'd like to introduce yourself, doctor. I was just muting my microphone. So this is Dr. Norris Jones. Um, I go by she, her, doctor, and dude. And my God, my second grandson is so adorable. Oh, oh my God, I just have to get up there. So yeah, that's part of my intro. Um, 
Yeah, but um, the doctor is in. And then our other co-host. Would you like to introduce I was, yourself, I was Fox? muted. Um, uh, this is Fox. I go by she, her, hers, and sometimes dude. Yeah, that's all I got today. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty chill. So we're recording this on a different day than we normally would. We are. It's so daylighty out. I'm not yeah, used to it. Yeah, it's like, ah, it's like, uh, why? You know, uh, the day of the sun. Uh, uh, you know. I don't know. There's not much sun today. It's pretty gloomy. Yeah. Um, so that should be like a what you know how the weather forecast things have like different like it's cloudy today it's sunny today they should have gloomy as one of them I fully support this gloomy yes gloomy that was perfectly describes a specific type of weather um what if there was like a setting that was like I'm sitting in the sun and the skies are blue huh Really? Oh, it's cloudy over here. Weird. It was sunny earlier. I don't know. It's it's uh, it's it's yeah, a transition. Of in, I'm off of city and monument. Yeah, skies are blue. <laughs> sunny outside. I have not been outside today. Um, so you don't want to be. It's like ninety percent humidity. It's disgusting. Yeah, it's been really <laughs> weird. So I um I I moved to my new apartment um a short while ago and i've been adjusting to the space and stuff and adjusting to the new area and i'm really happy because um it's kind of it's kind of near like a lot of i do see a lot of like pride flags in the neighborhood and i'm like yeah woo! um so i do feel i do feel pretty comfortable here um uh, but unfortunately i've had like online classes this is my last semester at the Community College of Philadelphia. Um, so that's great. Yeah. So yeah, that's, I, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's it's nice, but it's just like I kind of wish I hadn't decided to do this because it's like when I should be going out exploring the area while it's nice outside. Still, I'm stuck inside reading like the Iliad. Which is which is fun. Like I do like reading the the Iliad. It's it's nice. I've never read it before. It's interesting. It's right up my alley. Mythology and stuff. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, I want to go outside. But um, so the last couple days, I met up with some uh, friends from my high school that I'm still like best friends with, and we went out and we ate outdoors at a place and we. Had as much fun as you can in these COVID times. Um, it was a nice time. We hung out in the graveyard a little bit. There's like a there's like a cool like historical graveyard here. We had like a little miniature picnic. Um, and that's mostly what I've been up to. <laughs> Just kind of trying to not stress, trying to explore the area when I can, trying to get adjusted to my new space. Um, yep. It's my it's my world at the moment. Dead picnic, picnic of the dead. Yeah, I mean it's it it like it was a cool it was a cool graveyard in the sort of way that like old graveyards are really interesting where there's like a lot of artwork and it's been like kind of you can see the statues have been like kind like of decayed a little bit. Yeah, it's very like you know parts of it are overgrown and parts of it are very like well kept and it's kind of a mix of stuff. You don't know um, if you've ever been to Laurel Hill. I have not. But 
there is another side of it. Like there's there's the two main sides, and then across the street, I don't know what street it is. Across the street though, there is one little part that is kept away from the rest of the cemetery, and there's a big gate and you can't get into it. And it is like completely overgrown. Like the whole thing, it's oh. like they just it's like frozen in time. They stopped doing anything with it for some reason. And so there's all these, like, crazy, like, old wooden vines just, like, curled around all of the gravestones, especially the top ones. It looks crazy, and I want to get in there real bad. It's the property, and I'm thinking it might be on the other side. There are, like, a couple of old bridges. You know, we're hunting Park Avenue, ducks down towards Kelly Drive, goes underneath Bridge Avenue. And then you have, like, what looks like a railroad bridge. Yeah, that, yeah, yes, because, because, right, because they always have something for Halloween. Always see the signs. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and um, at at this point, we can introduce our other co-host who has joined. Would you like mm-hmm. to introduce yourself? Sure, sure. Sandy Smith, day job, home and real estate editor, Philadelphia Magazine. Also, Germantown editor for the local, and man about town, pen for hire. He, him, his. Especially if you send me letters t- beginning, Dear Ms. Smith. Um, I was going to just issue, register one mild dissent to the description of today as gloomy. I don't know why, but even with skies that are, you know, kind of like cloud-filled, any day where I can see the sun is, in my book by definition, not gloomy. It may be steamy, uh, which it was when I was out touring this very historic house that's going up for sale right up the block from Cliveden um, mm. earlier today. But, um, you know, if I can see the sun, it doesn't strike me as gloomy. gloomy maybe, would... maybe we're just in gloomy headspaces, you know? like It was gloomy I, I... earlier. I was referring to earlier when it was, like, completely overcast. There was no sun. It was, like, yeah. way earlier. I mean, um, to be fair, though, I've also been hanging out in graveyards, and Fox has been running with wolves, so we're kind of on our, like, sort of maybe goth kicks right now. I, I think so. I definitely think so. Yeah. Every day's gloomy when you're, when you're a goth kid. It was actually raining all weekend, so there was this <laughs> really so cool fog all over the, like, all the wolf, wolf pens and stuff, so we were just, like, walking around. Oh, wow. And it was just, it's like, really cool. gloomy and foggy, and I was like, this is awesome. It's like a, it's like a music video, like, a, like an emo music video. It really was. I was like, hmm, I got some good pictures. I'll send you some. I heard something really cute about wolves, um, or about, like, wolf mixes that are used for, like, um like filming sets and stuff, like actor wolves, you know, um, that in like Game of Thrones and like in other sort of like fantasy stuff where they film using like wolves or like wolf mix, wolf mix dogs and stuff, um, that nine times out of 10, they have to like CGI the tails of the wolves because they're they're like they're like wagging the whole time because they're yep. like so happy to be like following commands and doing things right and getting oh treats my God. and stuff. That's so, so precious. Like, yeah, so wolf uh, tails are like almost always CGI and like fantasy and stuff. Fantasy films and yeah. You know. That's that's like too sweet for this world. <laughs> um, what do we? What do you? What are we doing today? Yeah. So I do have a. So what's 
the latest with the? I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. What's up, Ray? What What's up with voting? What are we doing there? Um, oh yeah. Okay. So there's a lot of I I do have some information on voting, but I I would definitely recommend to any listeners who are um, confused about voting, not sure how to get started on voting, to go to the um, whatever websites would have that information. Probably phila.gov, probably like... And, and, and uh, a committee, a committee of 70. I'm sorry, what? It's called Committee of 70. Oh, is that like a is that like a um, like an organization that does voting rights and stuff? It's a uh, uh, longtime election watchdog organization in this city. Oh, okay. Um, they're sort of like good government types, but they do not do political advocacy. They're right. nonpartisan. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So if you have questions about this, you should check in with. Um, either the government websites or with the city websites or with um, uh, like voting advocacy stuff to get registered. Um, we're not going to have like probably the most up-to-date stuff, especially by the time that this airs. Um, that being said, I have had to, um, I have had to deconstruct a couple misconceptions even the last few days about voting in Pennsylvania. Um, someone in a group chat that I was in said something about Pennsylvania being universal mail-in ballots and that that's different and that you have to make sure you registered for the right thing. For Pennsylvania, I'm pretty sure that Pennsylvania is not universal mail-in ballot. It's actually universal absentee ballot. And so what that means is they don't, so universal mail-in ballot, what people mean by that is that they send the ballots to everybody in the state. Um, that is happening in some places, but not, not. I don't think most states are do are even doing that. About um, eight states do that. Sorry, what? About eight states. Eight have states, okay, yeah. Um, we have universal absentee ballot, which is almost like the second best thing. If that's like the, the, the way to get everybody, you know, a ballot, this is kind of maybe the second best thing. So as far as I'm aware, the only difference is that we have um, universal absentee ballot, which, which means it's just you have to request an absentee ballot, but anybody can request an absentee ballot and you don't need a reason to request it. Um, has no excuse absentee voting for that reason. Yes, yes. Um, in fact, I think, I, I, is, is USPS mailing Pennsylvania residents the, at the ballot request? Yes, if you, if you've got, if you requested an absentee okay. ballot in Pennsylvania, you will get it in the U.S. mail. They're just now being mailed out according to a uh, Pennsylvania Democratic Party contact who spoke to me uh, two days ago. Mm. Um, something I did not know, and let me see if uh, you've heard this, but apparently Pennsylvania is also allowing early voting this year in person. Yeah, I was wondering about that because my, my parents are talking about wanting to vote in person, but not 
necessarily knowing what to do about that. And I was wondering if there was an early in-person voting, because I think that's a good kind of, I think it's a good option to have. Um, so other things that are important. Um, if you mail in a ballot, if you request your ballot, fill it out, and then mail it in, as in you're voting, do not go to the polling place and vote again. That is illegal. That is a felony. You will be fined and or sent to prison. Um, it that's came up a couple weeks ago in national news for reasons I don't want to get into, but don't do that. Um, other than that, um, oh, I, I do want to talk a little bit about why we talk about voting here on this show. So we're not, so we're not maybe a, we're not a political talk show, you know, we're, we're, that's not what we do. We're an LGBT talk show, but I feel like, I, I think most members of the LGBT community can, will agree that um, politics often directly impacts LGBT people. Um, and you can see this in the recent Supreme Court decisions from the last couple months. Um, uh, one of them involving uh, uh, gay and transgender discrimination at jobs, that it was ruled that um, under Title VI, I believe, which is the um, uh, employers cannot discriminate on basis of sex or race or religion or anything like that, um, that LGBT status um, and transgender status as well um, cannot be, uh, is, is connected to sex and therefore cannot be discriminated against legally, according to the Supreme Court. Um, that is a direct way that politics affects the lives of LGBT people. So it's not that we're, you know, I mean, politics is, a, is important and interesting to me personally, but I feel like it's also really important that as LGBT people, as good citizens, that we all sort of keep on top of things and advocate for each other and know what's going on and know what's going on in our government. And um, yeah, and it's exactly for these reasons that stuff like the Supreme Court is really important. Um, and that's been in the news recently because of the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um, yeah. I was really, really sad when I heard that. Um, yeah, and then that's, uh, that's some really horrible news. Yeah, I, I wasn't a huge, I wasn't like a huge, huge fan. Like I didn't, you know, know the history of her advocacy and all that stuff, but I grew up hearing about how she was a really important figure on the Supreme Court, how, you know, she is a, you know, strong progressive voice and all this sort of stuff. And so I was immediately very sad to hear that. And then after that panic set in, um, because uh, pretty much everyone knew that um, the Republican Senate was going to try and push through a Supreme Court uh, another Supreme Court nomination, and yeah, they did. the one that Trump wants is uh, yeah, is a say she thinks that women should be subservient to their men. Yeah, 
there's there's a lot of stuff with her and but also just the fact that it's going to be a very conservative uh court situation it's um it's gonna be rough for lgbt people um especially if voting doesn't go the way that many of us would like it to um that basically it's very possible that laws will be put forward and then um, justified by the Supreme Court, or laws that are in existence that prevent discrimination could be struck down by the Supreme Court. Um, so it's, it's rough times. Um, rough times are ahead. Yeah, and, uh, and keeping with like Trump talking about trying to find ways to circumvent the election results and right. stay past his prime, it's very... Uh, it's troubling and historically repetitive talk. I'll say it like that. Yeah. Um, just not well, from our country. Kind of unprecedented in our system. I we was saying it in, yeah. outside of our country. Yeah. Um, I'm going to jump in here with a phone number that people can call if they have questions about voting in this election. Uh, okay. I got from that Democratic Party activist. Uh, it's Pennsylvania Voter Hotline. Toll free one eight three three seven two eight six eight three seven. Um, they should be able awesome. to your questions about you know when, where, how you can vote, uh, voting by absentee ballot, voting in person, etc. Thank you. Very Thank much, you for Sandy. sharing that, Sandy. That's that's really really important information. Have you guys decided how you're going to vote in person or mailing? Um, I still need to figure it out. Um, I figured I'd request a mail-in ballot, but I think, to be honest, it's kind of really dependent on what my parents want to do. I'm kind of still like, you know, how, however my mom wants to vote is kind of however we all tend to vote. Um, Even though you're living on your own now? Yeah, yeah. So I haven't, I haven't fully like changed my address and stuff quite yet. Okay. I've, only been, I've only been living here a short while. Um, 30 days residence is what's required to establish residency. Yeah, I have not been here for 30 days yet. Um, but the, um, I and, think and, you I, know, he's been living with his parents. My daughter's 33 yeah. and I don't have as much influence, but I know I do have some influence as to what she does. So I, I can totally see, you know, I'm just going to kind of go with my family, whatever they're doing. Oh um, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, um, not that I'm that kind of a mother or I probably am, but, um, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but they do, I mean, you, you just turned 22, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, just, uh, it's been like a, several months at this point. <laughs> oh, that's right. Okay. I am so sorry. I am so sorry. Um, so, but yeah, I, I can totally see. Um, voting with the family um, and my daughter um, will tell me when she calls me mother or Renee I know that she's trying to go mother you really don't need that I, I think know, she can I know. tell I'm talking about her because she's outside and even outside the car with the mask on she's giving me this, this look with those eyes <laughs> <laughs> and the window is up 
Yeah, I so for for me for me I I like really I've been kind of like on my parents to be like, all right, you guys should really like figure out how you want to vote because they're like they're very political people. They're constantly sending me articles and stuff. I'm like, all right, yes, I know that this is important to you. Have you yet figured out how you're gonna vote? And they're like, no, we'll figure it out. And I'm like, that's you should have a plan. You should have a plan. Um, but I think that if there's early in-person voting, I think that's a good idea. Um, I hear. Like, yeah. I just right. feel like it's a good sort of compromise of. It's both, uh, you know, it feels like you're going in and voting, but it's also maybe a bit more safe. I had requested a uh, mail ballot for the state primary back in the spring. And when I filled out the request form, I checked the box that says, send them to me for all future elections, too. So oh, no. I'm supposed to be getting a mail-in ballot for this election, but I'm thinking I'm inclined to go cast my vote in person and one of the reasons for this is is that um, this state elected the, the electoral laws here aren't really set up to process large numbers of mail-in ballots quickly some states are allowing the election officials allow the election officials to open and record the ballots as they come in Right. Up through election day. Right. This but thing, the but the Republican the Republican legislature in Pennsylvania has blocked that measure. Right. Uh, several several times actually. So we're actually going to be there they are going to be count only counting ballots on election day and after election day instead of leading up to election day like many other places are gonna be. And that's one of the reasons why it's also good to realize we're probably not going to have a solid winner on election night. Actually, we almost certainly are not going to have a solid winner on election night. Um, and it's important to not be misled into this. Um, it's very likely that um, that people that tend to lean right wing are going to vote in person on election night. And, and that people that lean left-wing are going to be mailing in their ballots. So the elections that are going to be coming out the night of election night are going to be much more conservative than the final results probably will end up being. Um, and that's not necessarily happened in the United States before, especially under a president who wants to undermine election faith as it is. Um, so it's, it's good to keep this in mind and to not be misled. Um, I know, I know at least one of my like really political friends is like, yeah, I'm not consuming any media on election night. I'm going to vote. I'm going <laughs> to, I can't say that on the radio and <laughs> perhaps consume substances and then, uh, watch a movie or watch a chain of movies and not worry about it until the next few days. Um, that's a pretty solid plan. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> know, and and, and, and I too. think part of it, yeah, I think part of it is generational too, because the folks that I know who have mentioned, like my friend, Judy, Hey Judy. Um, she's former, one of the founding board members of G town radio. 
her dad lives with her, and he just had a birthday on Sunday. I want to say he's 93. Mm. And she said both her and her dad, husband too, but her dad said we're going in. So she's going in because her dad said we're going in. And, yeah. you know, so um, so I think it's a family thing, and I think it's generational. And Judy said herself, I need the satisfaction of placing my vote. I need to be able to place my vote. So um, I think it might be a little, and I heard Sandy say, and Sandy and I are from the same kind of generation, um, that I want to place that vote. Um, I put in for the mail-in ballot just because if I change my mind, um, it's there. Um, and I'm probably going to mail it just because it's one less thing I have to do. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to take it to the post office. I don't trust my postman um, just because my postman sucks 365 days a year. So why would I trust someone? Usually if I have something important, I take it to the post office. So yeah, I will be taking it to the post office. And as soon as I get it, I will be filling it out, taking it in. So it's off of my list of things to do. But that's only for efficiency. It's only for efficiency. But I bet if my dad were alive or even um, some people, partners that I've had in the past who are very political, I can see them wanting to go in in and casting their vote. And that's kind of what I'm getting. I'm going to go cast my vote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so we we have about a half an hour. Um, Griffin, do you have a segment? I do. I actually wanted to, um, I, I do have a why pronouns matter segment, but I also have a different, all right, so do we want to go with um, more election stuff that has to do with gay stuff, or do we want to actually know the other one's election stuff too? Uh, um, all right, do we want to go silly and irritating or hopeful and... Um, Let's start with silly. I like silly. Go with silly okay. first and then we'll silly move on. Silly and irritating. All right. I watched a video of a, this is a city council meeting in, oh, what city was it? Um, anyway, it's a city council meeting in Minot, M-I-N-O-T. I believe it's in Minnesota. I North Dakota. No, yes, you're right. It is in North Dakota. So this is a city council meeting in North Dakota. Um, and as part of a delayed Pride Month response, right, that they were, um, they delayed Pride Month celebrations until later, they flew a LGBT Pride flag, the rainbow flag, at City Hall, um, know, underneath the American flag and stuff, and the city count, the city, city hall, they held an open house, and it was filled with these really, with these people that seemed to think that the LGBT flag is offensive and exclusionary, and I, I had so many emotions about this. Um, First of all, one of the first people who speaks has this, has the dumbest jacket I've ever seen. I mean, it's not, it's like an okay jacket, right? But, so this guy who goes up to the podium, he's talking about how it's exclusionary and how it doesn't unite North Dakotans and stuff like this. He's wearing, he's wearing a Star Wars, like, sports jacket 
with like in the imperial insignia on it. And I'm like, why are you going to a city hall open house with like an insignia that of like an organization that is clearly like based on the Nazis, like the stormtroopers were based on the Nazis. And he's like, yeah, going no into the this... bad guys, you idiots. Yeah, it's it, like it was so on the nose that it was ridiculous. It's um, very comical because it's the parallels to the current administration is. Yeah, that it's good. like it's literally good. like I'm gonna wear a jacket of the space Nazis while I'm talking about how we shouldn't include LGBT people. Um, while we're acting like Nazis. Yes, while we're. Yeah. And then and then on top of that, there was another guy who was talking about he's like, did you know that they've considered adding more letters to LGBT? Which of course they're depending on Oh my on god, which everyone's thing, gonna die if that happens. Yeah, first of all, there are kind of already more letters depending on like what the publication is and stuff. But anyway, this guy, did you know that they're planning on adding more letters? They're planning on adding a P, and that's for pedophilia. And first oh. of all, it's not... Okay, yes, in some versions there is a P. It's not for pedophilia, it's for pansexuality. Yeah, guys, we're not even in there. No, um, pedophilia is not, like, a, a, it's not something that should be given rights or, like, deserves to be... It, it's it's not a thing. It is not a thing that LGBT people will advocate for. Um, pansexuality, on the other hand, is uh, being attracted to people regardless of their gender. Is right. how you know, a I lot of learned too. <clears throat> I learned another that? term that I identify with. It's called homoflexible. So it's like huh. if you're bi or pan or whatever, and you usually mostly are kind of drawn to and attracted to people of the same sex and genderqueer people and mm. make exceptions for or sometimes also like people of the opposite sex. So right. it's like me typically leaning more on the gay side, but there right. are exceptions where I make or there are certain people that I do or will date that are men, you know? Yeah, I, I've heard the term heteroflexible before, which I think is... Yes, yeah, the opposite. Um, yeah, and it's so... So it's um, having having a, having like a certain set attraction, but there's some flexibility in it. Right. It's like being like fluid yeah. almost. Although I just can't like I hear a hetero I see hetero flexibility. I'm just like <laughs> imagine someone in a rainbow tracksuit with some freaking um, like rainbow leg warmers and just like doing a split or something like something <laughs> really. Flexible. Oh yeah, oh flexible. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Uh, I don't know why. That's it's, it's what I get in my head. It makes me laugh. Yeah. Um, so, so pansexuality is not... No. Um, and also, that's not what that letter stands for. And also, that's not a thing. Stop it. Stop it. You're being silly. Stop it. Stop it. Your bigotry's showing. Um, and what was nice... What was kind of... Um, I don't want to say nice, but I guess encouraging about this video is... After all these, like, people that really were just kind of bigoted and that really were, you know, um, very closed-minded and very 
um, even hateful, I'd say, um, spoke, um, one of the city city council members um, decided to respond. And she, as an elected city council member, is a lesbian. And she decided to respond to this and say, like, you know, several things. The first of which being that, um, you know, just like they fly other flags during other months where they appreciate other communities, right? They'll fly the the, the POW flag, they'll fly, they'll fly, you know, other military flags, they'll fly like, you know, say the Puerto Rican flag, if it's a Puerto Rican holiday, you know, that basically including... There's flags for like Mother's Day too, like there's literally flags for everything. They fly these other flags for other you know, awareness events and that LGBT awareness is just one of those things that gets a flag on the thing from time to time. We're keeping vexillologists um, very busy these days. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, so that was an interesting thing that I watched and I wanted to rant about how silly this man's stormtrooper jacket and how ridiculous this other man thinking that P stands for pedophilia. Was. The irony of it is amazing. I actually, speaking of, I heard a, I heard a fact that's that's provable. You know, that, that's a data thing collected over a long amount of time. Actually, most pedophiles identify as straight. Most pedophiles identify as heterosexual, um, even if they decide to prey upon young boys. They still identify as yeah, I thought that was interesting too. That's also like most serial killers and like mass sexual assaulters are straight yeah. men. And this is straight this white men usually. Over studies, over a long amount of time, collecting data over, you know, decades of many, many cases, you know, criminal cases. Um, yep. So. Yeah, that's interesting. It's because like they don't they don't call themselves gay even if it's um, the same sex of a child because in their brain, they're not they're not homosexual. Or I heard I heard an interview with somebody who was in jail for pedophilia, and they were talking about how they're not straight and they're not gay. They're definitely not gay. They said, but they are just. A pedophile. That's my sexuality. Uh, it doesn't matter. Like, it was just like that, like, to them, like, not to all of them. I don't want to speak for all of them, but, like, uh, to this guy specifically was talking about how, like, there's just no distinction and that they don't follow. And that's where I think that's that's the problem is I think people will take stuff like that. Like, oh, they don't, they don't say they're, they're not, blah, blah. they don't all say that they're, they're like, here's this guy who's saying he's not straight. He's also saying he's not gay, so he must fall in the LGBT um, because he's calling himself a pedophile. That's, I think, the problem with like people who want to find an issue with this and somehow bring it into right, as opposed to having like an unhealthy disorder, right, instead of it being a mental health disorder. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <sighs> Um, and so the other the other story, which I can mention just very quickly, I'm not sure if we want to get into it or not. But the um, the last primaries to happen were in Delaware. And hold on, let me find the headline. 
Uh, okay, so the headline is Democrat who opposed equal marriage defeated by gay drag queen in landslide victory. Oh my god. Oh, That's the and best this, news I've heard all week. Or, so this is the Delaware House of Representatives. That's amazing. Um, well, I'm moving to Delaware now. <laughs> so a, a progressive drag queen gay man um, defeated a uh, center-right-leaning uh, Democrat, a socially conservative, quote-unquote, Democrat um, in the uh, Delaware primaries. So, What I would love to know is where is the legislative district located? Newcastle, Kentucky, or Sussex? And if Sussex, where in Sussex? Huh. I know nothing about Delaware, so that, that question is meaningless to me. Well, uh, just, a, just a brief primer on the state. Newcastle County is the northernmost. Wilmington, the state's largest city, is located there. Um, Kent County is the one in the middle. Dover, the state capital, is its principal city. Sussex mm. County includes the Delaware coast and Rehoboth Beach. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, so real right. quick, um, before we're running out of time, I know Griff, you got to go in like nine minutes, ten minutes. Um, my rant this week is fairly quick. I just wanted to bring up an issue that I've seen recently, and I thought it really needed to be talked about because I know that this probably happens a lot. This probably happens more often than a lot of us think, and that's and I know this probably has another word. I'm sure it does. Um, I just couldn't find the word for it. It's um, I call it uh, dead gendering, and I get that from dead naming. So dead you, No, no, no. That's not quite what I'm gonna say. Oh, okay. All right. Sorry. Yeah, I'll show you. So fine. Um, so basically, so so dead naming is where you know somebody's dead name, and you know that they don't want to be called that because it's their dead name for a reason. They're They've transitioned away from it, and it's where you knowingly continue to call them that. That the dead name. example, if I called Caitlyn Jenner Bruce, for instance. Right, and so to me, dead gendering is when you know somebody has transitioned away from a gender or has become non-binary, and you continue to refer to them and not mm, that is misgendering so you know that say somebody has transitioned from male to female um they're trans and you maybe they haven't gone through the process of transitioning maybe they haven't gone through the process of making themselves look a certain way maybe you need them to look a certain way because of uh their pronouns so Reminding them, possibly, so taking someone who is transitioned or taking someone who's non-binary and, and telling them that they look like or act like their dead gender. Maybe they haven't had the time to transition. Maybe they don't want to. Maybe they don't have the access to or time to access the clothes or whatever they want, um, whatever they need to transition to how they want to look. Either way, you don't have to look or transition anyway to be your pronoun. Um, you don't have to look any kind of way for anybody. But 
it's it's basically it's basically knowing that somebody doesn't want to be a certain gender be perceived as a certain gender and and somebody else telling them that they look like that anyway telling them that they're not doing a good enough job at passing at not looking like their old gender if that makes sense i know there's probably a word for it but it goes a little farther than misgendering for me it's it's telling someone that like Oh, yeah, no, I acknowledge that you're not this anymore, but you look like this, but you sound like this, but you, but you dress like this. So, so, you know, this is why you get misgendered. Um, connected to that, I think that's why a lot of, so there, so there have been pushes to avoid stuff like that, because occasionally you'll see in LGBT spaces, unfortunately, or in not LGBT spaces. Um, you'll see that like non-binary people or that trans people will be will feel like forced to like say like non-binary but AMAB in case that you know because apparently that matters or something where basically yeah. the the implication is that it's like it's often like a straight person that needs to know like you know for whatever <laughs> for whatever reason um and there are a lot of there are a lot of issues with this it you know a lot of trans people don't want a lot of people don't a lot of people that are trans do not want to call attention to the fact that they're trans um right so um i i think the term for that is like going self quote 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 um but i think you know, or just like not making it a huge part of like your identity as like you sort of express it to other people. So like right. you just say, I'm a man or I'm a woman instead of saying I'm a trans man or I'm a trans woman. Um, because there's some there's some sort of there's an argument that trans in itself is like a label identity that has its own, you know, kind of behaviors, attitudes and stuff. Whereas there are people that have transitioned that don't really want to be connected to, like, the trans community. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And I and, just, yeah, go ahead. And I think as part of this, right, you'll see on a lot of places like, like TikTok and stuff, where, like, it'll be often younger people, it'll often have, like, a very progressive sort of, sort of attitude. Um I've, I've witnessed a lot of people on TikTok that are cis that put their pronouns in their bio. Mm -hmm. And the kind of meaning behind it is to be like, all right, well, you know, I want to be supportive of trans people. So I'm going to put my pronouns in my bio so that basically the, the thinking is if enough people have their pronouns in their bio, you're not going to be able, able to outright tell for many people, at least that they're trans at all. Right. And that that's where a lot of people want to be is they want to be just accepted as the gender they are with the pronouns that they have without there being this question of, oh, well, did you transition? Did you do this? Did you do that? You know, it's, they just want to exist as their gender. Yeah, um, exactly. And I, I just like, I think it's, I mean, it's, it's the same argument why people don't understand why you, you shouldn't like consistently 
purposefully misgender somebody or or dead name them because like why does it matter why does it matter and it's like we talk about it we used to talk about it all the time the trevor project and the things that they found about what it can do if you don't recognize someone's gender what you can do if you don't recognize someone's pronouns don't recognize their identity especially if they're in their lives all the time um and I think what was the one statistic it can using someone's pronoun using people's pronouns correctly can reduce suicide up to 30% in, in people in the trans and non-binary community. And that's huge. And I think wow. that that shouldn't be thought about as only misgendering the name, only misgendering the pronoun, only misgendering. I think that also has to do with talking about people talking to trans people, non-binary people. Like it's, it's, and and I know you know this. Uh, I know you know this personally. In general, it's it's, and anyone that's listening who's in the trans and non-binary community probably knows this personally. But like, it is already damaging enough to consistently not have your pronouns and your identity validated. But to have somebody, you know, come up to you and and remind you that you don't look like how whatever gender you are now is supposed to look like, or you don't, you know, just reminding somebody that they don't look the way that they think, the way you think they should look because they've transitioned into being a man or woman or that they're non-binary or that it's just, it's damaging and it needs to stop because like you said, we don't need to make someone's transness or non-binaryness their entire identity and, there's no reason to to sit there and just like make someone feel like like oh yeah I know you you know I know that you're non-binary or I know you're trans but like let me remind you that you don't right. really look the part you know it's 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 messed up and I it, right. it goes into that statistic it goes into those suicide statistics and I think that it's just as important as not misgendering people by their names or pronouns right. it's a it's a it it gets into microaggression territory. It's like kind of, I know that word's like thrown around a lot, but it's like, it's, it, it's kind of really what it describes. I, although it, it can get up to like macroaggressions, right? I guess if we want to call it that. Right. But like, but like, you know, saying, you know, awful stuff, it's the same as like, if you were saying it based on someone's race or on someone's like ethnicity. Right, or, right. You know, that like, oh, you're you're very blank for a blank, you know. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure a lot of people have heard a statement like that. Yeah. You know? yeah and that I, that's yeah. a that's a microaggression, you know. That's so that's so insane. Or like someone I know who uh who is who's Indian, she talks sometimes about how like I mean like people just make all, exactly that, by the way. You're very you're so pretty for an Indian girl. You're so pretty for a brown right. girl. Right. It's it's like it's it's supposed to seem like it's a compliment but it's not it's not or it's supposed to just seem like maybe someone's saying that to you uh in a a misgendering way because it's like oh i just i thought you should know or this is just an observation like that's a microaggression because you you know you should know by now that that's not just a microaggression like if you know anything about the lgbt community if you even know about the word misgendering and the harms it is you, you gotta know that that's not just whatever, you know? Right, 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 yeah. Yep. But, uh, yeah. So, 
I'm gonna right. get that out of my chest. Yeah, thank you very much for your for your rant, Fox. Have a good evening, everybody, and a good rest of the week. We will all see you here next week on Cue the Mic. You are listening to Germantown Community Radio, 92.9 WGGTLP, uh, live from Germantown and online at gtownradio.com. All right. All right, y'all. Stay safe, stay sane, stay distant, but not too distant. Yep. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Catch us on the social medias, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Radio. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Alexa, Spotify, Radio.com, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Deezer, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcasts. And as a reminder, our old episodes are still up on Podomatic, but we have moved our feed over to Pinecast.co. Be sure to check us out there for all the updates on the new episodes.